You know how you win the battle? Listen now. You and I have the opportunity to walk in victory, to claim the victory, to experience the victory that is already ours. Because I know I have something to offer. Go where you have never gone before. What you got. Keep moving through the pain. Keep moving forward. Do what you've never done before so you can be the woman you know yourself to be. I live my life playing to win. I'm after something. So much in you. We have the victory. Hey, Purpose Chasers, welcome to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. Can you believe it's December 8th already? I hope you guys have had an amazing year. I hope you enjoy the last few weeks of 2021. And most importantly, your time with your family and your friends during this holiday season. I'm super excited for the last interview of this year. This is the last interview episode. There'll be another episode that will be a solo episode, but this is the last interview episode for 2021. And I thought, what better topic to cover in the last month of the year than to talk about our health and wellness. So I'm very excited to have with me in the guest chair, two amazing ladies, Cersei Blue and Gigi Carter. Cersei Blue and Gigi Carter created Daniel Fast, A Bridge to Healthy Living, a program birthed during the pandemic to address the impact of comorbidities and the disproportionate number of COVID-19 deaths in the Black community. Together, they authored a Prayer for Your Health journal, a four-week journal combining faith and whole food plant-based nutrition, launched the Eat Better, Not Less recipe website, Daniel's Place, and created the Healthy for My Purpose podcast. Cersei is a health coach, speaker, author, and founder of The Faithful Vegan and the host of Eat Your Best Life podcast. And Gigi is a nutritionist, personal trainer, and author. I'm so excited to have these amazing ladies in the guest chair. This this interview really spoke to my heart and I know it will speak to you. I know we're getting down to the last few weeks in the year and this is the time we start to reflect on our health. Um, end of December, beginning of January, everybody wants to get their health together or has some new year resolution regarding your health. But I really want you guys to focus on what God is saying to you about your health and how you treat the body, his body, the temple. So really dig into this episode and connect with Cersei and Gigi. But before we go any further, let me welcome Cersei and Gigi to the podcast. Cersei, Gigi, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for being here. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Now, before we get started, our famous first question here is, tell us a fun fact about you that is not in your bio. All right, you want to start? Okay, I can start. Um, A fun fact about me is that my name, Cersei, it's not a common name, but it was actually named after a plant in Jamaica that my dad named me after. Um, It's a bitter plant, but it is very medicinal. Um, And if you're anyone who grew up in Jamaica or the Caribbean Islands, you're probably familiar with the Cersei plant. 
but it has gotten so much popularity lately being in the Game of Thrones and being in the movie Eternals. And so it's just a funny thing to me. I had the name first. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So a little fun fact about me, and I'm sort of showing my age here. Um, Back in the early to mid 1980s, there was a very popular television show called Fame. And it's where Debbie Allen actually kind of became very popular. And there was an actor that played the character Leroy who came to our town and I was 14 years old at the time. And he came to our town to talk and and dance. And so he actually came down into the audience and pulled me and my best friend at the time up on stage to dance with them. We were on the local news and everything. So all of our neighbors were telling us, oh, we saw you on the news dancing with Leroy. And it was just, it was surreal, but um, a lot of fun just to, you know, be pulled. But I was so nervous. I I really didn't dance. I think my friend and I were just like, the whole time. (laughs) It was was a lot of fun. And, uh, People talked about her for weeks and a couple months afterwards. <laughs> Ladies, I absolutely love both of your fun facts. Starcy, my mom is actually from Jamaica. Oh, so okay. when you started talking about the bitter plant, I'm like, oh, bad memories, bad memories. <laughs> you know, they like to come and give you the tea. You need some of this tea. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I completely love that you got up on stage, Gigi, and you danced, even though you were starstruck. That is definitely a story that will take you through the years. Okay, ladies. So we know from your amazing bio that you both have careers that are focused on health. Can you tell us what led you to this career path? Yeah, so I can kick that off. I um my my health story actually started back in 2007 when I was diagnosed with high cholesterol. I the the doctor did a carotid artery scan of my neck and um, saw that there was plaque building up in my arteries. He told me that based on the amount of plaque that I had that I had the arteries of a 46-year-old, but I was only 35. And he, the reason they do that is they kind of assess like how much you're at risk for either a stroke or heart attack. So he wanted to put me on a statin drug, which is a cholesterol-lowering medication. And I politely refused. I basically said, no, thank you. I'm only 35, you know. <laughs> I just felt like I was too young to be doing that. But at the same time, I knew I wasn't taking the best care of myself. I was in a very high pressure job and traveling a lot and eating basically all the wrong foods. And um, I decided to try to fix it myself. So I learned about the work of Dr. Dean Ornish, who through his clinical trial showed that you can reverse heart disease through a whole food plant-based diet. But I basically felt like that was too extreme. I said, I can't not eat, you know, any animal products and give up my cheese and all of that. And so I did what I thought was the next best thing. So I did what the USDA says is a quote unquote healthy diet. And um, what happened was that, you know, over about a five year period, I, I did that. I ate things like poultry. Um, fish and low fat dairy. And, and basically my cholesterol went from horrible to borderline bad and stayed there for the five years. I think what was more impactful to me was that, you know, as I was getting into my late thirties, I really felt my energy level decrease and I was struggling 
you know, just to get through the day. I mean, it was just really hard. And I was just kind of, you know, just kind of sick and tired all the time. Um, the weight was starting to creep on. And so I decided to experiment with a few kind of cleanses Well, one cleanse in particular, but I did it a few times. <laughs> and um, it was a cleanse that had this concoction of maple syrup, cayenne pepper, um, lemon juice and water. And uh, Beyonce did it, I guess when she was uh, getting ready for dream girls and my friend talked me into it and so I decided to try it with her and I lasted five days you're supposed to do it for 10 and I had done that a few times throughout the course of the year and I noticed that I felt best when I was doing the transition protocol with that cleanse which was basically just having like vegetable broth you know raw vegetables and fruits for a few days before going back to your you know quote-unquote healthy diet and I felt amazing during that that transition period I didn't I felt horrible during the cleanse and I I didn't feel well after the cleanse it was just during that transition period so I kind of said hmm there's something to this and I decided you know in 2012 as a kind of a new year's resolution to adopt a, a vegetarian diet so at this point I'm just like I still can't give up my cheese and so um, over the course of about six months I transitioned to a vegetarian diet by eating vegetarian twice a week and three times a week and then gradually increasing it and in July 2012 I would say June 2012 I kind of claimed myself to be vegetarian and I was vegetarian for about a month and the following month in July I watched a couple of documentaries that looked at um, one was called Forks Over Knives that kind of looks at the health aspects of, of food and, and food as medicine. And then the other was Earthlings that looked at more of the ethical treatment of animals. And so I remember walking into the kitchen that weekend because I watched them back to back um, over a weekend. And I told my husband, I said, honey, I'm going vegan. And he said, okay, I'll do it with you. And so um, he jumped, jumped on board. And, um, and so that's kind of what got me into eating whole food, plant-based and really turned my health around. My cholesterol went right into the healthy range, like almost instantly. It was like within a matter of, you know, a month or maybe two. Um, my energy level shot through the roof. I started bike racing at the age of 42. Um, I was never competitive before that, which was, which surprises a lot of people, especially people that knew me from back in the day. They're just like, you're racing. <laughs> you were such a couch potato all those years. And, um, and then, um, you know, after um, a lot of prayer and meditation and just feeling so amazing, um, I decided to pivot my, my life and my career. And so I quit my corporate job after 22 years uh, to go back to school, get a master's in nutrition sciences, and um, dedicate the rest of my life to helping others take control of their health. Absolutely love your story, Gigi, and your journey. And I was listening to you and you were, you know, you were talking about the transition from eating certain types of food and going vegetarian and then going vegan. And I sort of have like a similar story. So I'm like, yes, I understand this. I understand this. But before I go too deep into any follow-up questions, I want to hear from you, Cersei. Why did you choose this path? Well, for me, uh, my story started back in 2010. I was actually in my last trimester of my second pregnancy. Um, and 
I was actually diagnosed with high blood pressure during that time. And so the doctor had put me on medications. And at the time, I didn't know this, but in retrospect, um, what was known is that if that, first of all, African-Americans have a higher rate of having high blood pressure period overall across the board. But if you have high blood pressure during pregnancy, you're more at risk to have complications before, after, and during pregnancy. And so I didn't know that at the time they had put me on um, blood pressure medication and just sent me on my way. But I did have a, a, a tragedy that happened during the pregnancy I mean, during the delivery, I'm sorry. And my son lost oxygen to the brain. And so they had to resuscitate him. And so for, for the beginning of his life, all the way through his life, he wasn't able to really function on his own in terms of suctioning. And so we had to do 24 hour care. Um, and so he ended up passing away on his little bit after his first birthday. And so as you can imagine, as a mom, um, you know, that was the lowest point of my life in terms of just grappling with grief and um, just dealing with that whole thing. I had gained the most weight I've ever gained. I was, you know, I was still spiritually connected, but I was still at this struggling point because you're trying to understand, you know, why did my son have to die? And so you're grappling with all those questions. Um, and so I was at the lowest point of my life. And I remember a friend of mine just out of the blue called me one day and she says, hey, let's do the Daniel fast together. And I was like, hmm. I don't know, you know, because <laughs> you're you're kind of in this mode where, you know, at, at that point I was kind of using food as a comfort. And so going off and being derailed onto a Daniel fast, which those of you who don't know what it is, it's actually a whole food plant-based diet, but it's you don't have any preservatives or any um, sugar. And it's just a very um, wholesome type of eating. Um, and I remember saying to her, okay, I'll do the Daniel fast with you, but I'm going to have to tweak it to my liking. And so I'm going to add eggs and I'm going to add this and that. And she said, hold up. And I remember it as if it was yesterday. I felt so arrested. She was like, if you're going to do this fast, you're going to have to do it exactly the way it's designed. And for some reason in that moment, I felt completely arrested by her saying that. And I was just like, okay, I, I, and I don't know why I agreed, but I just did. Um, and within that 30 days, I don't know if it was the second week or the third week, it's all a blur, but my blood pressure was regulated. I lost the weight. I had spiritual and mental clarity. My depression was gone. My mood was elevated. I, it was almost as if, you know, I could see clearly now the the sun had come out in, in this weird way. And I was so compl complexed by this because I was saying to myself, well, I was praying and I was doing all these things before this, and I didn't feel this type of breakthrough so what is what was going on here? Um, and I wanted to find out, was this an anomaly? Was this just a miracle in its in itself? And so I went on this quest of starting to research, you know, what is the connection between what you eat, your spiritual, your physical, your mental? And I started to realize that there was this interconnectivity that we weren't isolated. You know, you weren't living an emotional life, a spiritual life and a physical life, but they actually were all integrated and they actually impacted each other. So what I was actually eating was affecting my ability to be spiritually and mentally sound um, and to also flourish emotionally, even in a time of tragedy. And so I realized on the science side that a whole food plant-based diet was a diet, was the only diet on the planet that was able to reverse heart disease and manage high blood pressure and diabetes and weight loss. And so I realized, wow, this wasn't a fluke, but it was the combination of integrating my spiritual health with my 
with the physical. And so I just dedicated my whole life from there to teach other women of how to connect their faith with their food to change their life. I absolutely love hearing both of your stories. Um, And I think it's so important for us as women of God and people of God to understand, like you said, the interconnectivity. Mm -hmm. I remember when I started um, being vegan at the time and I, you know, do it for like a month here and there. And then I started being vegan and I watched the documentary, actually what the health is what I watched. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, I'm doing, I'm in the Bible and I'm just like, wait a minute, this is the, this is what they ate in the garden. (laughs) Like that's where my mind was like, this is what they ate when Adam and Eve were in the garden. They weren't eating animals. They were eating fruits and vegetables. And if it was good enough to sustain them, then why isn't it good enough to sustain us now? And I remember I talked to my pastor. I was like, can I just show everybody this documentary? Because I think it's really important. And she was like, fine, they can watch the documentary. So one Bible study, you know, I'm showing them the documentary. And because we were about to go on a Daniel fast, right? And I remember, and I still get it, the, the pull, the no, the, um, I think one of my spiritual uh, father said to me, he said, I can eat meat and all sorts of things because God has given me dominion over those animals. I said, okay, yes. But what are those animals doing to your body? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Like they're really having dominion over your health and you're not really realizing that. So Mm -hmm. I want to know from both of you, why is it important as people of God? And you touched on this a little bit, Cersei, that we focus on our, not just our spiritual health, but our physical health as well. Yeah, I I think it's so important because I think a lot of times, and I I said this before, we kind of feel like we live in two in separate paths, but we actually don't. And the fact is, our body is the temple of God. Our body is actually the vehicle that is allowing us to live out the purpose that God has given us. And so a lot of times we don't realize that our purpose is either um, underhanded, cut short, we're not showing up to our full potential. We're not living on the level that God wants us to. And a lot of times it's because our physical bodies have been compromised. And so we're tired and we're sick and we're at doctor's appointments and we are, you know, not able to have the mental and spiritual clarity because we're clouded by the toxic foods that we're putting in our bodies. Um, And so what Gigi and I are passionate about when and, and why we even d- got into the Daniel fast is like you, you mentioned that you did it at church. Our Daniel, this is not your church's Daniel fast. Cause I think a lot of times people go into the Daniel fast as an isolated thing. Well, I'm going to do this for 30 days to get closer to God and do all this. Whereas really, like you said, this is a way that should be a lifestyle that shouldn't be a 30 day thing and feeling so great. And then going back to our old ways. But the whole point is, that our health is so tied to our purpose. And so we can't afford to ignore it because what we are actually doing is compromising the purpose that God has given us. I absolutely just love the connectivity. So you both authored together the Daniel Fast, A Bridge to Healthy Living. Why why use the Daniel Fast as the bridge? And then what led you both to say, you know what, let's get together. Let's let's author this book. Yeah, so um, I think, you know, what what kind of started all this was really it started with Thirsty's story um, in terms of it being the inspiration for the program. 
and um, we um, met during like in the middle of a pandemic. So it was it. We basically were on lockdown. Um, things were shut down. Nothing was happening, and we both um, connected through this um, kind of radical empathy for what was going on because data was coming out that people with comorbidities were at um, were being affected most by. Uh, COVID in terms of um, fatalities and um, complications. And we felt like we had the answer. Um, we also, the data was showing that it was affecting mostly black and brown people. And, um, and so we just decided, you know, what happened was I um, got on Cersei's podcast and then she came on my YouTube channel. And that's how we kind of met virtually. And, um, and so after those interactions, um, you know, I, Cersei wrote a blog article for, for me about the Daniel Fast being a bridge to healthy living. And so I was reading it one day, um, I, even though I had read it already, I was thumbing through and looking at it again while I was um, on my bike trainer, um, looking just at my phone, reading through it. And I said, you know, this would make a really good program for people, you know, to do something to take control of their health, especially in the middle of a pandemic. Um, because we knew, I mean, we had those health issues. And so we knew what this lifestyle could do for people. And so that's kind of what was the impetus behind um, creating this program. And um, I will say that, um, the, the program itself is, is basically what we wish we had when we first made the change. You know, we have all the resources in terms of, you know, having that the, the lectures are designed specifically around health and wellness. So like with a, a church's Daniel Fast, like Cersei said, it could be about anything. It could be creating, you know, like praying about, you know, a new career path or moving to a different part of the country or a future spouse or whatever, but this is focused specifically on your health and connecting it to your purpose. And so um, this program has all the plant-based nutrition education because, you know, to make sure that people, you know, not only are doing the, the four weeks the way, um, you know, based on science and the evidence of what a healthy dietary pattern, um, whole food plant-based nutrition plan includes, but also the transition out of the four, four weeks into making it more of a lifestyle. So we talk about things like macronutrients and micronutrients, supplementation. Um, we really get into right off, out the bat, you know, why the Daniel fast is healthy. So to your comment earlier about eating um, meat and all of that and what it's doing to your body, the science shows that eating animal products is pro-inflammatory. So there's, there's substances within the meat that when you eat it, it promotes oxidative stress and inflammation in your body. And inflammation and oxidative stress is the root cause of things like type two diabetes and heart disease and, and certain forms of cancer. And so um, the degree to which you eat those products, um, obviously you're promoting disease within your body. So when you remove all of that and you're only eating whole plant foods, which is anti-inflammatory, lowers oxidative stress, has been shown to lengthen your telomeres, which is associated with longevity. 
when you're just eating those foods and you're avoiding the pro-inflammatory foods, your body responds favorably. And so as you continue to do that and, and your, 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 your gut microbiota is changing and all the magic is happening within your body, you know, wonderful things happen. You reverse your high blood pressure, you reverse your diabetes, you reverse your high cholesterol, you lose the weight, you feel great. And you have that that mental and spiritual clarity. Yes, yes, I, I I absolutely love that because you know our bodies were created to operate a certain way, and I agree when you say you know our bodies are our vehicle, mm-hmm. and if we don't take care of the temple that God has given us, then we can't walk fully in our purpose mm-hmm. at all. You know. The Lord, I'm thinking of a, a preacher and well, my, my pastor, she is very energetic, mm. very energetic. She is the type of pastor who will, while she's preaching, if she needs to get a word to you, she will literally climb over the benches if there's no weight space in the aisle. <laughs> so, and I think about her who's full of energy and how much that takes from like, you know, how much energy that requires. But if I was a person who was just eating anything, you know, I'm having all these health issues. I'm sluggish. I'm always tired. How am I going to climb over the bench and do the thing that God has called me to do? Because I can barely get out of bed. I don't have the energy Mm -hmm. to do those things. So you guys are completely right that, you know, our physical and our mental health, I mean, our physical, uh, mental, spiritual, everything is intertwined. Mm -hmm. And I believe that this is the perfect time to be having this conversation because not only are we going through a pandemic that seems to be never ending. (laughs) We are also approaching the end of the year. And we all know at the end of the year, everybody starts reflecting and January comes up and they're just like, okay, it's January. I'm going to eat everything I can eat for the holiday season. And then in January, that's when I'm going to change my life around. And what I love about the program and the book that you authored and everything you have together is that you are teaching people to move past just the new year's resolution, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be a lifestyle change. It's not just supposed to be, you know, we're doing the, like you said, the Daniel fast 21 days. And after that, go and binge eat everything. <laughs> You're doing it to sort of stay yeah. with it and let it, yeah. it change your life. And I love hearing how you said, you know, I'm going to go vegan. And your husband said, I'm going to do that yeah. too. <laughs> yeah. Kevin is a star. <laughs> yeah. Such a star. Yeah. And I think too, a, a lot of times some people even stumble on doing the 20, the 21 or 30 days. And we were very empathetic to that. And this is why we, we developed the four day, a prayer for your health challenge, because we said to someone, listen, anyone can do 40, four days of anything. And it's a way to kind of allow them to break certain strongholds and kind of it's almost the appetizer to the actual mm-hmm. fast. And so what we do over the four days of a prayer for your health, four day challenge is a free challenge. We're going to start it up in January again is day one. We pray for a God centered self image day two. We pray to break your, our addiction to food day three. We pray to break generational patterns of poor health. And then day four, we pray for the courage to take action. And all of this, you get a meal plan. You're getting what you can eat, what you can't eat. You're also getting devotionals for you to meditate and pray during those four days. We go live and we really pray and and, um, try to break those strongholds that somebody can be positioned to go into the four weeks ready to make a lifestyle change. Mm -hmm. 
Yes, I love that. I'm sitting here like, okay, sign me up. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds absolutely amazing. I want to ask you, um, why do you think as, as Christian people, we have a hard, we we acknowledge easily that we need to work on our spiritual health and our spiritual well-being. But when it comes to the physical health, we don't acknowledge that we need to work on it, but rather we blame the devil for attacking our body. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of yeah. Looking at how we contributed our own self to this attack. So why do you think we have that that sort of mindset as people? Yeah. Um, I, I think part of it is going back to why we developed the number two is breaking our addiction to food. I think as people and Gigi can jump into this in a minute, but I think the the as Christians, we've also been um our palates have also been hijacked and we're addicted to the food and we don't want to give it up. And so a lot of it is that we put, we don't really acknowledge food as a, as a dependence, as something that we can't break away from, because even when we go to the doctor and the doctor says, listen, you have high blood pressure, you have diabetes, don't eat this, don't eat that. Or you realize that, you know, maybe obesity is a problem. We can't seem to pull away from these foods. And so we spiritualize it and let's say, let's focus on the devil and what they're doing, but we're not going to touch the food because I don't want to give it up. And when you look back in history and, um, you know, there was a time where we didn't realize that cigarettes were harming our bodies. And a lot of times people were actually addicted to cigarettes. And there's even some articles out there where pastors were actually smoking in the, in the pulpit, because at the time cigarettes weren't even known to be a carcinogen. It was just like, it was advocated as being, Oh, it's great. It helps you relax. And it wasn't until the science met that, that Christians were like, wait a minute, this is something toxic. We can't ordain that into our temple. And I think the disconnect for the Christian world is that we haven't, number one, really come to grips with the fact of the toxic foods or what they actually are, whether it's meat or processed foods. And we haven't really made that connection. And two, our pilots have been hijacked and we are addicted to the food. But you could talk a little bit about that, Gigi, in terms of the pilot piece. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, basically our, I want to just, first of all, say Cersei's absolutely right. I mean, the, the, the food addiction thing, the emotional eating, the stress eating, all of that is a real thing. Um, And as we eat these foods, you know, our bodies become adjusted to it. And so um, you, the only way to not have it not have that addiction is basically to stop eating those foods. I mean, um, and one of the things that I love about our program is we take moderation off the table um, because it is, you know, based on the Daniel fast, which is whole food plant-based. So it's not like, oh, whole food plant-based, but we'll have some donuts every now and then, mm-hmm. and you know, some cheeseburgers or whatever, but no, it's completely, you take it off the table because it gives your body a chance to reset and allows you to feel, you get another data point. You know, it's like, sometimes you don't know, you don't feel well until you feel well, because you you've been feeling sick for so long. That's your normal. But when you, when you, when you adopt, you know, this whole food plant-based meal plan and you feel the benefits from it, then you have another data point because now you can compare how you feel eating this way for a certain length of time to what you felt like before. 
And um, through our program, we encourage things like journaling, you know, how do you feel, you know, and write it down. Because when you do that inner work and you capture it on paper, or if you're typing it into your iPad or whatever, that you can go back to it and reflect on, you know, how is this, how am I responding to this? And do I want to go back to feeling sick again? You can make that conscious choice. Um, I'll also add that the, the day three that we do for the prayer for your health. So Cersei was talking about, you know, kind of the day two breaking our addiction to food. The breaking generational patterns of poor health is another piece of it because, you know, we pass on these recipes in our family and these recipes are what's cr- contributing to us passing on these diseases, right? And so I think there's a way to, and, and people get, I think, a little defensive because they they feel it, you know, they, they say that, hey, this is my tradition. This is how I grew up. And, and, you, and, and you have to understand that, you know, a couple of dynamics are going on here, right? So when, when food is passed down, when recipes are passed down, you have to figure out where the origin was, right? And, and what point in time, you know, if your grandmother and great grandmother used to make this, you know, back then it was, you know, the dynamics were a little bit different. Like today we're focused on longevity, you know, back in the old days, you know, if we talk about things like soul food, for example, um, which is something that my family is, you know, obviously bought into, right? That that soul food originated, um, you know, during slavery times where, um, where food was just basically scraps and then you just made the most of it. And so what happened is that you pass this down and you're focused on trying to live to be 90 and 100 years old, whereas back then the average life expectancy was like maybe 40. So it's like this generational pattern piece and the tradition piece, you have to kind of sort through it. It's a complex situation, but you have to kind of look at it in context to where we are today. And how can we still honor, you know, having collard greens and make it more nutritious um, or having, you know, yams and making it more nutritious, you know, leaving off the marshmallows and the brown sugar and all of that. So, um, so that's, that, that's another component I just wanted to highlight as well. Yes, I liked when you said, you know, we're passing down recipes, but those same recipes are the things that are causing us the generational you know, everybody in my family has diabetes, but nobody's mm-hmm. saying that everybody in my family eats the same way. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that is it is so important. And I liked when I um, heard you say you were focusing on the fact that this is a whole food plant-based diet. And my mind was brought to the whole food plant-based diet um, versus being vegan. Right. Now, I remember when I, for the first time, went vegan, I was very unhealthy vegan. Mm -hmm. I started putting on weight because vegan doesn't necessarily mean healthy. Vegan can mean I eat Oreos all day because they are, there are no plant material in all. I mean, sorry, there's no meat or dairy in Oreos, but it doesn't necessarily mean that I'm eating healthy. So can you just, uh, just tell us quickly the difference, um, of, of what a whole place, a whole food plant-based diet Mm -hmm. is compared to vegan. 
Yeah, so whole food plant-based is um, basically whole plant foods in or close to their most natural state. So the food groups that we include um, are vegetables, fruits, whole grains, legumes like beans, peas, lentils, nuts and seeds, herbs and spices. So um, minimally processed, an example of this would be something like um, like canned beans without added salt. So the beans are already cooked. They're in a can. Um, you know, they're minimally processed. Um, something that would be highly processed in vegan, but not whole food plant-based might be like a Beyond Meat or Impossible Burger. Um, so that would not be included in the Daniel Fast. Um, our program only includes whole plant foods in or close to their most natural state. Mm. And, and you know what, I, and I have to say this too, though, because a lot of times when people hear that, they get very fearful. Like, and I know for myself, I felt like when I heard about vegan or plant-based, I felt, oh my gosh, I'm never going to eat well again. You know, my life is over, you know, so I'm going to sacrifice for the health. But the truth of the matter is when I started to really eat whole food plant-based, my, my palate enhanced, like I mm-hmm. ate more of a variety of foods. And so you really start to realize that you really don't actually get deprived. You actually, you actually are more enhanced because you're eating way more food without counting calories. And you realize just once your palate gets adjusted that regular food tastes awesome. And that's why we developed danielsplate.com because we wanted to debunk the myth that you can't eat well if you're eating this way and you can't eat delicious food that that remind you of the, of some of the similar things that you ate in a more way that's healthy. And so that's why we did Daniel's plate because we wanted to debunk that myth. Yes. I, I, I appreciate debunking that myth because I, I think of myself and, and how I went and where I am in the Island of Bermuda the first time, because I've been vegan a couple of times. So the first time I went vegan, I sort of got fed up because I didn't know what else I can do with the food. So I was in the grocery store. And at that time, we didn't have a lot of plant-based options. Um, and what I'm calling plant-based options are the what I was looking for, the Beyond Burgers and things like that. We didn't have that in the store. So I was getting you know tired of it. And then I came out of it and went back in. But it's good to know that we can you know, eat healthy and even remake some of the recipes that you're used to. Like I said earlier, my mom's Jamaican. And one of the things that I love was oxtails or like a brown stewed chicken. But when I went vegan, she figured out at the time how to make um, brown stew mushrooms for me and (laughs) curry, like Jamaican curry style chickpeas. And it it worked because I still got the flavor, Mm -hmm. but I was eating healthier food. Now, another question or, or, or comment that I used to get a lot when I would say that when I was vegan at the time and I would tell people I'm vegan is, you know, when you get pregnant, like when you're, you're a woman now. So when you, when you get pregnant down the line, you're, you're going to have to eat meat. You're going to have to drink dairy. Like you're just going to have to, what do you have for the women who are thinking about that in their mind? They might be, you know, um, thinking about having kids anytime soon. And they're like, this sounds great, but you know, when I'm eating for two, I think I'm probably going to need that cheeseburger or that milkshake. Yeah, we we actually have um, some resources for for people who are pregnant or planning to become pregnant um, that help to guide, you know, guide you through eating a whole food plant based. So there's a book that uh, came out last year called Nourish 
um, by um, Brenda Davis and Reshma Shah, Dr. Reshma Shah, who's a pediatrician. And um, they um, created a wonderful, you know, book and I've, in, and we've interviewed them both um, on whole food plant-based nutrition, raising kids and, and, and families um, on a whole food plant-based diet. And so there are some things, you know, that are different, you know, just in terms of even just macronutrients um, for uh, pregnancy and lactation um, and, and get, planning to become pregnant. There's some supplementation things that would be there regardless of whether you were, you know, going vegan or not or going whole food plant based or not. Um, and so we do have some resources uh, for that. That's excellent. I'm glad to hear that. So ladies, if you're listening and that was something that popped into your mind, there is resources for you for that area of your life, or if you feel like you will be approaching that area of your life soon. Um, the, the next thing I want to ask uh, you ladies, how important do you think it is for us to invest in our physical health? Mm. Yeah. That's a good one because I think it's so important because like I said, our health is our vehicle, right? And if, if we kind of figure, you know what, I got to invest now in prevention and, and because let's face it, being ill, I remember Gigi had a quote on her uh, <laughs> message uh, Instagram the other day, but being well is preventing to be ill is a lot less expensive than when you get sick and then you start paying for the medications and the hospital bills and the time away and, and not even things that can't even be bought with money, but the time lost, mm -hmm. you know, from your family and your friends and you compromising of your purpose. So it's expensive to be sick financially, emotionally, spiritually in every single way. And so investing in the things that can prevent your health, which is not even that much when you're talking about just eating real food and exercising and sunlight and all those other things is such a great deal. Let's face it, we drive expensive cars. Mm -hmm. And when we're driving those expensive cars, we don't blink when it comes time to put that, that gas in that car, that expensive fuel, because we know that, you know what, I'm not going to put cheap gas in this car. And yet we're comfortable with, you know, getting that 199 McDonald's, you know, nuggets and putting it in our body because we've missed the connection that we are expensive and that God has created this temple to be the vehicle for his purpose. And when we start looking at ourselves different, and that's why we talk about developing a God-centered self-image on day one, when we start changing the way we look at ourselves, that, you know what, I'm more expensive than my Mercedes-Benz that I'm so concerned about what I'm putting in that tank. And I am valued enough to put in this tank, which is my body, what it deserves. Yeah. And I would also just add that, you know, even just, you know, whether you're looking at, um, you know, looking at investing your time into learning something new and, and in a way to take care of, or even just, you know, signing up for some exercise, you know, programs or whatever, it's, it's about, you know, like how you spend your money says a lot about what's important to you. Like, you know, if you're willing to drop a thousand dollars on an iPhone, but not willing to spend, you know, I don't know, two dollars on, you know, a couple bundles of kale, you know, <laughs> to add to your dinner. I mean, it, it says a lot, you know, um, so I think, I think it's just a matter of being honest with yourself and just 
objectively looking at, just look at the data, look at where you're spending your money and how how is where I'm spending my money and my time, you know, helping me to improve my health. And if I'm not doing any of that, should I be? And, and, and the answer is probably yes. <laughs> um, and then taking those steps to, to do something about it, because um, there, like Cersei said, I mean, we, we've all had, you know, family members, uh, or maybe our own selves that have been, um, you know, uh, afflicted with some sort of disease and going to the hospital or going to the doctor and then waiting an hour to see the doctor and then seeing the doctor and then getting the medication and then going to the pharmacy to get it filled. And, you know, it's this, it, it's a time, it, it, you spend a lot of time, you spend a lot of money, and then just the emotional drain it puts on you and the physical drain it puts on you. And so why go through that? You know, why do that to yourself and your family, quite frankly, because caregiving is, you know, very stressful. Um, you know, if, if you're doing that to your own body, what is that doing to your children? And what example are you showing your children um, in doing that? So I think, you know, having that tough conversation with yourself is, is critical. I, I I absolutely agree. Cersei, Gigi, this has been such an amazing conversation. I feel like I can talk to you all day on this topic. But before we go, I think it's really important that you share with um, the purpose chasers who are listening, who have listened to this episode, who have been saying to themselves, yeah, I think I need to make the change please share with them how they can connect with you and also how they can get involved in being a part of one of your courses or whatever else you have going on, because I think this is very important in this season and for the rest of our lives. Yeah. So first of all, we do have a Facebook. If you're on Facebook, we have a robust community of women and a few good men that are in there, um, you know, trying to get healthy. And so we have a, a Facebook group called Daniel Fast, A Bridge to Healthy Living. So I would tell anyone to go ahead and join that. We also have a prayer for your health journal. Um, that's a 30 day devotional that integrates nutrition and faith for someone who's curious about, you know, what this would look like um, and wants to kind of just walk themselves through that. Um, we also, you can go to danielfasttohealthyliving.com. I'll say that again, danielfasttohealthyliving.com. And there you can get access to the four day challenge that I discussed. You can get access access to the four-week course that we mentioned here. You also could get um, access to um, our podcast, which is Healthy for My Purpose there. You could also get access to um, danielsplate.com, which is whole food plant-based recipes. And then we have other resources there like blog topics on, you know, what should I eat on the Daniel Fast? Can I do the Daniel Fast while pregnant? We have a blog of, with a whole lot of resources to answer common questions that you might have. And so we're also on Instagram, Daniel Fast a bridge to healthy living. So that's our, 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 our one tag, Daniel Fast, a bridge to healthy living. You can find us on all social medias there. Yes. Purpose chasers. Okay. So I'm going to put everything that Cersei just said into the show notes so you can connect with them. Trust me, if you are ready for a change, if you are, have been, you know, noticing throughout 2020 and 2021, 
um, that your health is just gone in the wrong direction and you want to get your health back. You want to be both spiritually and physically healthy. These are the ladies for you. So make sure that you connect with them. Tell them that you heard them on the Pray, Plan, Slate podcast. And, you know, take this seriously and let God help you along the way. Ladies, thank you so much for being here. I really enjoyed having you on the podcast. Thank you for having us. us. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Pray, Plan, Slay podcast. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode. Be sure to like and subscribe. And also be sure to leave a comment, leave a review. Let us know what you're thinking. Let us know what you liked from this episode, what you like from the show. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Pray Plan Slate Podcast, or you can follow me, your host, Shantae Sapphire, at Shantae Sapphire on Instagram. And the podcast is also on Facebook at PrayPlanSlay.com. We're on Twitter at Shantae Sapphire. All that information will be below in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us.